Stadium. I got free half and post game on the 49ers Radio Network and on KNBR 680. Make sure that you tune in 9 a.m. Our final regular season broadcast of the year on KNBR, KNBR 680, KNBR.com. If you're not in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, we will be down there. Adam Copeland, Super Bowl champion Dennis Brown. So we're on at 9 o'clock. Then I got halftime for you, post game for you. And uh, we'll get back on schedule as far as everyday podcast, everyday YouTube channel. Uh, been a little sick under the weather, plus uh, holidays and the such. But we will get back every single day, every single day starting on uh, Monday. We've got a full 49ers preview for you, so make sure you stay tuned for that and what's left of the Cardinals. But there is a th- significant things that you need to know about in this game. Plus, Kyle Shanahan said something for you, and I'll play it for you on the uh, podcast, and you'll see it on the YouTube channel. you hear it on the podcast. See it on the YouTube channel. Play that for you as well. And that will spark some conversation for now and in the future. We'll get into Saturday and what happened, and then Sunday uh, preview that one as well. And we'll get into all the scenarios, both AFC and NFC, because the NFC, or excuse me, the AFC is so uh, messed up. But it's we understand the reasoning why. In fact, let's start there. Uh, Damar Hamlin, you know the story. Um, all his brain function is working, according to doctors. He had a uh, FaceTime or a, uh, a Zoom call with all of his Buffalo Bills teammates in which he flexed. I would flex right now, but I'd break right through his shirt. Uh, where he flexed and, and said, I love you boys, and really cool. So the, the to go from last Monday, we're almost a week now, from last Monday to this Sunday, and to have all this progress made by DeMar Hamlin is nothing short of a miracle, and it's awesome. And uh, let me play, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, let me pop these up for you. Uh, DeMar uh, today posting uh, a couple of tweets, and I, I know he did this on his Instagram as well, but uh, I'll just go to his tweets which are pretty darn cool. Uh, there's two of them. Uh, the first one is uh, putting love into the world comes back three times as much. Thankful for everyone who has reached out and prayed. Those will make me stronger on the road to recovery. Keep praying for me. And then he's got the heart symbol in a three. Then uh, a couple hours later, the love is felt and extremely real. No matter race or religion, everybody coming together in prayer. Um, I, I think it's incredible. I think it's absolutely incredible. And it does show that we can come together if we want to. I'm not going to make this political or get in, into anything deep. But I do love if there is a silver lining and hopefully the young man is okay and can resume life and potentially even resume his career. Who knows at this point? That's getting getting way ahead of things. But it looks like he is going to be okay as a human being, and it is cool to see every, everybody come together. And, you know, we've had so much uh, divisiveness in our country over the last couple of years to have, and it's been so difficult with the pandemic and everything. And you know this. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but to have this kind of a situation – Bring us all together, not only as sports fans, but this is a massive news story in this last six days now uh, is absolutely phenomenal. So that's what's going on as far as DeMar Hamlin, and that is the big story of the day. As far as the 49ers are concerned, let me pop this up on the screen for you, and this is the depth chart. I put some marks through them. This is the depth chart for the 49ers at 12-4, and four, taking on the 4-12 and 12, uh, Cardinals, 125 Levi's Stadium. And as I said, I'll be down there. So you see the marks through the 49ers offense. Let's start there. Aaron Banks is obviously out, but they expect him to be back for the playoffs, and that's not that big of a deal because uh, Dan Brunskill uh, can just move over there and play that position as he did and uh, does quite well. Uh, Debo Samuel is going to return. Christian McCaffrey is going to play. Elijah Mitchell, you see that 25 EM uh, done so well. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, yep, I don't have great writing, but uh, Elijah Mitchell is going to come back. Debo is going to come back. Christian McCaffrey's got a hobbled ankle, but he's going to play as long as he needs to play. And then 
for some reason, they still have Jimmy Garoppolo as one and Brock Purdy as two. Purdy, I circled that, is obviously uh, going to start. So uh, they're not going to play long. Uh, the Cardinals, you see all the marks, especially through the offense. Uh, Hopkins is not going to play. Obviously, uh, Colt McCoy's not playing. David Blau. David Blau is your quarterback, number 17. James Conner is questionable. They're not going to play many guys. As far as the 49ers defense, you see Dre Greenlaw with a mark through there. You're going to try to get guys off the field as fast as you possibly can if you're the 49ers. And we'll go through in a minute uh, the scenarios, and I'll put up uh, put up on the uh, YouTube channel the scenarios, and we'll look at the AFC and the NFC in just a second. But uh, suffice to say that the 49ers are going to try to get some work for Debo, get some work for Elijah Mitchell, get him just a couple of hits, get them out of the game. Christian McCaffrey, and the only reason McCaffrey is going to be active is just to make sure that, uh, that nothing's going to go wrong, but they could win this game. As you look at the backfield depth chart, they could win this uh, with Elijah Mitchell, but they don't want to overuse him. And then Ty Davis, Price, Jordan Mason, they don't, they, don't, they don't need Christian McCaffrey. They don't even need Elijah Mitchell, but this is the way that they're going to play this thing. And then defensively, Kinlaw and Armstead have been sick this week, so they're going to be game-time decisions, I would imagine. Again, try to keep those guys off the field as much as humanly possible. Oren Burks is going to be in for Dre Greenlaw. If it was a playoff game, I've been told that Dre Greenlaw would play, so he's going to play next week as long as he has a good week next week. And then everybody else is intact. But again, try to get him off the field as fast as they possibly can. So that's what the depth chart looks like for the game against the uh, Cardinals coming up on Sunday. Now, other things that you need to look at as far as this game is concerned, I just explained everything. Uh, it's J.J. Watt's last game. Much respect to J.J. Watt. So it's J.J. Watt's last game, so there's that. But other than that, there's not a ton of intrigue, and we'll get into it in just a second. Let me play one thing before we get to playoff scenarios. Let me get to one. Let me play one thing from Kyle Shanahan, and this was his last question of the press conference on Friday, and it kind of got thrown away because we're talking about scenarios and playoffs and getting healthy and getting Devo back and Will Christian McCaffrey play and getting Elijah Mitchell back and Brock Purdy madness and all this stuff kind of got kind of got lost, but it could be significant. Here's Kyle Shanahan talking about an injury update and progress update on one Jimmy Garoppolo. Is the championship game Super Bowl type timeline if you'd be ready? I mean, you just answered your own question. That that's still the goal. That's still the goal. Um. I think he can put a little weight on it, but he's not out there running and stuff like that. So, you know, it's a little bit of ways. So the biggest issue there, and this is not an issue of whether Jimmy Garoppolo would start. This is an issue of could you have Jimmy Garoppolo and not Josh Johnson backing up Brock Purdy in the playoffs? And we've seen throughout the season for the 49ers, and really if you look back at the numbers, and I don't have it right in front of me, but I do know this, this is the most quarterbacks who have played in a season in something like 20 years. There's been a ton of injuries at the quarterback position. We saw on Saturday, and I'll get into Saturday in just a second, Joshua Dobbs, who's been with the Tennessee Titans for 17 days, now 18. Uh, they're out of the playoffs because they had to go to their third quarterback, and they they made it an incredible error, and we'll get into it in just a second on the Saturday stuff. But uh, – Reality is if Jimmy can back up Brock Purdy, it would be massive because nothing against Josh Johnson. He's been with a number of different teams. But if Jimmy Garoppolo can be on the field, potentially if Purdy gets hurt, I think Jimmy Garoppolo could lead them to the Super Bowl in the NFC. I think Brock Purdy now, I, I'm a Purdy believer. I think that he can get them to the Super Bowl. 
I think they could probably win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. Doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. You're not going to if you're wondering, well, would they start Jimmy Garoppolo? It's kind of like, remember his worst game of the season? That was Denver. It was early in the season. And he came in the second game against Seattle. He was okay uh, because Trey got hurt in that game. And then his first full start, he was terrible against Denver. And he just, a lot of it wasn't his fault because he hadn't had a full training camp. He was rusty, needed a game or two. And he got rolling and he was playing some of the best football of his career. But to then ask Jimmy Garoppolo to take the place of Brock Purdy, who's in a rhythm and, and, and everybody's riding with him now, and to say, I haven't thrown the ball in X amount of weeks, and now let's throw me in there. Now, if he's a backup and you have to do it, that's one thing. Are you going to start Jimmy Garoppolo? No. At the beginning of the season, would you have started Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy? It's not even a question. You would have started Jimmy Garoppolo. But, it, but things are different now. The circumstances are different. So you're not going to bench Brock Purdy for Jimmy Garoppolo. But to have Jimmy Garoppolo backing up Brock Purdy, that would be a pretty big thing. That would be significant, especially the way that quarterbacks have gone down uh, in the NFL season so far. As far as Saturday scenarios were concerned, the Raiders didn't even put up a fight against Kansas City. So the Chiefs in the AFC, and let's just pop this up. Now that we're talking about it, then we'll get to the NFC in a second. So the Chiefs blow out the Raiders. Jarrett Stidham didn't have the same magic that he had against the 49ers in the week prior when I was at that game. And he uh, riddled the defense, and the 49ers escaped Vegas with a 37-34 win. Wasn't the same Jared Stidham against the Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and company uh, look like they are hitting their normal stride in the as they hit into the playoffs. Now, look, I, I, we talked about DeMar Hamlin a little bit earlier, and the update is awesome and everything. Sometimes life isn't fair, and that's just the way it goes. If I'm a Bills fan, I'm upset because I built, beat the Chiefs earlier on in the season. And had they won that Bengals game, they'd be 14-3 and as well, and they'd get home field advantage. I'm upset if I'm the Bengals because you're at home against the Bills. You could have won that game. At least you could have been the two seed. So not everything is fair. Life is not fair. That's what you teach your kids if you're a parent. I have a 19-year-old. One of the first things I taught him was life isn't fair. And they say that all when kids are young, they say all the time, well, that's not fair. Well, life isn't fair. And at some point, they understand that. But life isn't fair. It was a, it was a tragic situation. It looks like it's going to have a great ending. And the fact is, they're going to have to probably play a neutral site and AFC championship game. Because if you look at the AFC, and I, I just wrote this down, so I'll just tell you this. And then we're going to the NFC side. So KC's going to get a bye. Kansas City's getting a bye. It looks like the Bills would play in the 2-7, the Dolphins. The Dolphins have the Jets at home. The Bills are going to beat New England. New England right now is the seventh spot. With the emotion that's going to happen in Buffalo today on Sunday, no chance. Uh, I have a feeling that uh, DeMar Hamlin's going to have a, a message to the fans and that he's going to be on the big board. Uh, it's just going to be a, a celebration of DeMar Hamlin and life and emotion, and I can't believe that New England would go in there and beat the Bills today. There, I, I just don't think there's any chance. Uh, the Jets have given up. They've gotten the golf clubs out, so I think Miami – and Mike McDaniel will slide into the playoffs, but they're going to play the Bills in a 2-7. Bills win that one. ravens Bengals. I think the Bengals will win. Lamar Jackson is not playing today. That's Tyler Huntley again. So the Bengals are going to win the uh, AFC Central. Uh, the Chargers and Jacksonville. Jacksonville got in on Saturday, and they're going to take the Chargers in the 4-5. That's already set. To go back to Saturday for just a second, Mike Vrabel with one of the worst choices, coaching choices in a long time, uh, Joshua Dobbs, as I told you, had been with the, the uh, Titans for 17 days. He's making his second career start. The defense is absolutely dominating the Jaguars in the second half. It's 16-13 with just a few minutes left in the game. And rather on a third down than just run the ball 
punt and put your best unit on the field, which is your defense, and one of the best defenses in the league, to challenge the Jags and say, okay, you've done nothing against us the entire second half and most of the game. Go ahead and try to beat us. This is our best unit. That's what you want on the field. You want your best unit on the field. They try to throw the ball on third and six. Dobbs gets hit from behind. Uh, ball bounces up in the air. Uh, Josh Allen, the linebacker of the Jags out of Kentucky, picks it up, runs for a touchdown, and they take a 2016 lead. And then Dobbs is forced to try to win the game, go down the field and win the game with, I'm sure, a limited offensive playbook. And, of course, the Titans don't do it. I, I don't get coaches. I mean, that that's a no-brainer. I'm watching that game, and I don't care who wins the game. I kind of was rooting for the Jags because they haven't been in in so long. And I'm watching this game going, what are you doing? Right when, he, right when they went back to pass, I said, what are you doing? Before I even got hit, that's my wife. I was like, this is the dumbest play uh, ever. And then, of course, Jacksonville scores on defense. Stupid. <laughs> play defense. You've been doing it all the game. Anyway, whatever. You don't care, and I don't care. I just thought I'd bring it up. But 4-5 is Jacksonville. So, to me, that leads to Chargers are going to beat Jacksonville. Uh, Bengals and Bills then. Bengals are going to beat the Ravens. And the uh, Bills are going to beat the Dolphins. So now you're looking at five Chargers at one Kansas City, three Bengals at two Bills. That leads me to, in the AFC, a neutral site game. It's just got to be this. It's got to be this. Because <laughs> all these scenarios that are being thrown out in the AFC and they're trying to get a neutral site, Indianapolis has already said no. It's got to be neutral site, right? Neutral site, Bills, Chiefs. I'd feel upset if I was the Bills. But, hey, DeMar Hamlin's alive. And DeMar Hamlin has a future. And that's more important than anything. So this whole, everybody that's bitching and moaning about, this isn't fair. <laughs> what are you supposed to do about the situation? There was no equitable way, exact way to make this work. And I think it's going to be Bills and Chiefs and the AFC on a neutral field. Uh, as far as the NFC, let me pop the NFC out. So we're assuming a couple of things happen on Sunday. Uh, the 49ers beat the Cardinals, stay in the two. The Eagles, for those who are like, couldn't they get the bye? Can the 49ers get the bye? Well, they could, except for the fact that Davis Webb, the former Cal quarterback, remember him? He's starting for the Giants because they're stuck in the sixth seed. Doesn't matter if they win or lose. They're 14-point underdogs. They're not playing anybody. Philadelphia's playing for everything because if Philly loses to the Giants today, then Dallas can win and win the division, and Philly goes from one to five, which is what happened in 2019. Remember the 49ers won at Seattle? They got the one seed. Seattle went all the way down to the five seed. Had Seattle won that game, they'd be the one. The Niners would have been the five and probably wouldn't have got to the Super Bowl. So what's going to happen is the Eagles are going to beat the Giants. Eagles will be the one seed in the uh, NFC. 49ers beat the Cardinals. They'll be the two seed. Vikings have the Bears in Chicago, but it's Justin Fields is not playing in that game. Uh, they've packed up, and their golf clubs are out. So the Vikings will win that game, although I'm not convinced the Vikings are a very good team. And then the 4-5, the Bucks are already the 4. The Cowboys, if the Eagles win, are the 5. And then the 7th seed, which is who the 49ers would play, and this is where it gets interesting and where you care. Sorry it took me so long to get here. And Seattle probably is pissed, but we don't care in the Bay Area. So Seattle plays the Rams, who have packed up as well, and they got Baker, but they've pretty much packed up. Although Bobby Wagner... The former Seahawks linebacker says they really want to win the game, and he wants to win the game. And the Seahawks have had trouble with the Rams, so maybe they lose and we're treated to a Sunday night winner take the final playoff spot, kind of like what we had tonight, or excuse me, Saturday night with the uh, Titans and the Jags in Jacksonville. But Seattle probably beats the Rams, which means then 
Detroit knows they're out. Seattle wins. Detroit is out. And Dan Campbell said this week, no matter what, that they were going to play hard. They were going to do it. Look, human nature is not that way. If you're playing for a playoff spot, you're going to play a hell of a lot harder than if you're playing for just you want to knock the Packers out. So Seattle kind of got railroaded on that one. But you know what? Again, life isn't fair. So Seattle probably wins. The Packers probably beat the Lions, which means Aaron Rodgers and the second hottest team in the NFL behind the 49ers. 49ers beat the Cardinals. They've won 10 in a row then in that scenario. Uh, that would mean that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, who I left for dead certainly earlier on in the season, will come into Levi Stadium, and that's not the greatest scenario. Uh, they're red hot. Their defense is playing better. They're actually running the ball, and you got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, not that I don't think they'll win. Not that I don't think the 49ers will win. It's just that I'd rather play Geno and the Seahawks, who the 49ers have dominated twice, or I'd rather play the Lions – who would just be happy to be in the playoffs because it's been so long for that hapless franchise. I'd rather play Jared Goff in the 32nd-ranked defense in all of the NFL. So Goff and the Lions have a really good offense, but defensively they're last in the league. So I'd rather play either of those teams, Seattle or Detroit, than Green Bay, but it's probably going to be Green Bay. So let's do the same thing and have a little fun in the NFC. So the 2-7 is probably the Packers at the 49ers. The 6-3, that's already set. Giant, well, it's not set. Giants are set in the 6 Vikings the three, Cowboys the five, Bucks the four. So out of that, I think the Cowboys beat the Bucks, and the Eagles have a bye. And then it's Vikings at 49ers. I don't think the Giants can beat the Vikings. The 49ers will get by the Packers. That's going to be tough, though. So that leads to Cowboys at Eagles, Vikings at 49ers. Out of that, I think the Cowboys beat the Eagles, even in Philadelphia. I don't, I'm not a huge believer in Philadelphia, and the thing is, and maybe I'm 100% wrong, it is hard. I was just talking to you about Jimmy Garoppolo. It is hard to not play for a few weeks and then come back to playoff intensity. Now, Jalen Hurts is going to get a week against the Giants. Uh, we'll see how bad that AC joint is today on Sunday, depending on what plays they call. Are they, is he going to run as much? Probably not. Is he going to be less of a runner than the playoffs? Probably. I could be 100% wrong. Maybe they shoot that thing up and he runs all over the place. But a big part of Jalen Hurts' offense is the way that he can run the football as well as throw the football. But the dual threat is what gets you. So I think the Cowboys win that. I think that's an upset. I think we're playing the NFC Championship game. Cowboys at Levi Stadium in the 49ers. I'll stop after that. I don't know who's getting to the Super Bowl. But let's just have a little bit of fun with that. I've got Cowboys at 49ers in the NFC, and I have a neutral site game, Bills and Chiefs. What do you think of that? You like that? You hate that? What do you think? That's what I get out of that whole thing. As far as the 49ers, just to recap the preview, Stay healthy against the Cardinals. David Blau is the quarterback for the uh, Cardinals. J.J. Watt plays his final game. The 49ers get a few things as far as getting Debo back a little bit, Elijah back a little bit, Christian McCaffrey plays a little bit. They get a big lead. All those guys go to the sidelines. They get healthy. And assuming that uh, Drake Greenlaw gets back for the playoffs, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, they may or may not play. They've got sickness, but they shouldn't have to use those guys to beat the Cardinals who have the golf clubs in the trunk. So there you go. That is your preview for Sunday. And a little jump ahead to the uh, playoff scenarios. What do you think? You like my predictions? They rarely come true. Just letting you know. Uh, that is Unleashed Barry, a sports talk with me, John Lund. Sunday, January 8th, 2023. Somebody pointed out I was saying 2022. Give me a break. It's like when you used to write checks. You write 22 on there for a while. 2023. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Anywhere you get your favorite podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Unleashed. 
It's Unleashed, Barry Sports Talk with me, John Love from Cambio, right here in San Francisco, only on the Locked On Podcast Network.